You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. All right, welcome in to the OKC82 Podcast. Hello, everybody. I am Madison Morris sitting across from the one and only Brady Trantham on this fine Sunday evening where we have basketballed uh, twice now in the past 48 hours because we basketballed yesterday where the Thunder took the win over the Warriors. That was exciting. Uh, Tonight, a little bit of a different story. Third quarter was still kind of the same thing, but tonight it was super close. Thunder did fall to the Milwaukee Bucks at 121 to 119. Good game overall, but uh, not enough fight in the systems. Brady, talk about basketball. No, let's not. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Jesse Eisenberg was in the house. That's so true. Yeah. Guys, I love that movie. Um, now You See It. <laughs> oh, I love that one movie. That one movie. I yes. had Now You See Me, Now You See It. First of all, I'm surprised that it's you've seen- magic. I'm surprised that you've seen a movie because your track record with film is- It's surprising how many great movies you haven't seen. So I'm, I know. I'm surprised you've seen this one. I, ha- I, I, I haven't this seen one. this. I haven't seen this one. The only reason I have seen this one, it played on a flight- that I was taking, I forgot where I was going, but they played like a movie for the entire plane to watch, and it was "Now You See Me" or "Now You See It." That are you, magic. Are movie you just not in. a movie watching person? I am a movie watching person. I think I just like have different tastes in movies than everyone else because people are like, "Oh, have you seen this?" No. Have you seen that? No. But I have seen, you know, other stuff. I don't know. Um, okay. I just like movies. Yeah. Okay. But I, yeah, I, Jesse uh, Eisenberg was there. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was really cool. I I kind of was curious as to why but our mayor david holt actually posted on his twitter saying that he's just a huge nba fan and apparently it's been a dream of his to come see the oklahoma city thunder play cool yeah um that was pretty cool um i actually had a little inkling that something was like somebody of note was going to be there um when i was walking like after we talked to billy i ran over to flint uh because jerry ramsey needed me for a pregame show for something so i had to run over there and um a very very lovely uh chesapeake energy arena employee that we know Uh, i don't want to drop his name i don't know if he wants his name out there but um he's an incredible incredibly nice guy Uh, we talked to him a lot um when we're going down into the tunnel towards the end of a game but i saw him outside over at the cox pavilion and I was just like, hey, what are you doing over here? And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get somebody from over here to the arena after all the fans go in. And I was like, oh, who's going to be here? He's like, I don't know, some actor. <laughs> some actor. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and my first thought was actually Matt Damon because I know Matt Damon's been in Oklahoma filming a movie. Uh, I think it's Francis Ford Coppola, I think. No, it's uh, – I can't remember who's doing it. But anyway, I thought Matt Damon and then – all of a sudden, Jesse Eisenberg's in the arena, so a uh, little little weird. Um, he was also wearing an Indiana University hat, which it's uh, crimson and cream. I thought it was mm-hmm. an OU hat. I was like, oh, man, he is just taking it all in. But no, <laughs> he's apparently a Hoosier. I- I'm not familiar with where he's from, but uh, no, it was, it was pretty cool. Currently Wikipedia-ing, uh, Wikipedia-ing him. W- wikied. I'm wiki. W- w- wiking. You're like, you're, I don't like that. You're weeing him. 
I am looking him up. Stop messing with Jesse Eisenberg's <laughs> we. Well, I'm just <laughs> curious. Okay, let's click on personal life. Yes, let's get personal on the OKC82 podcast, on the Franchise Podcast Despite growing up in New Jersey, Eisenberg is a fan of the basketball team Indiana Pacers. For an article he wrote in uh, InStyle entitled, Jesse Eisenberg went to a women's basketball game and got schooled in more than just sports. He played a game of one-on-one with Indiana University MVP point guard Tyra Buss. Nice. Well, that's a nice little origin story. Yeah. So go Hoosiers. Right? Yeah, he he was sitting next to, and by the time most people hear this podcast, um, I'll have the uh, podcast that we talked about a few days ago that we would hold off until uh, Monday. Madison and I on what day was this? Was this Tuesday or Wednesday? This would be or Thursday. 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 God. Good night. Um, on Thursday, Madison and I sat down with everybody's favorite mayor, Mr. David Holt. And we had a fun little 30, 45-minute podcast talking Thunder basketball and a bunch of other things with him. Uh, we'll put that out tomorrow. But, uh, yeah, Eisenberg was sitting next to David Holt. David Holt's such a great ambassador for Oklahoma City. He, he, he is. He makes it cool. Um, he does, obviously, a fantastic job of what he's doing. So uh, everybody look out for that one coming tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, let, let's get into the basketball game because the basketball game was actually it was actually exciting. And I went into tonight thinking the Thunder are going to get run. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when news broke earlier today uh, that Stephen Adams was going to be out with a knee contusion. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, they're probably going to put Gallinari um, on Yonsen Tenkumpo, which is what they ended up doing. And I'm sitting there thinking like, that's that's just not going to be good. There's going to be extended play from Mike Muscala, which if he's going to hit his threes, then cool. He, he's he's a He's a solid defender. He he's not a he's not a minus player. Really, his minus is when he misses shots. Mm-hmm. Um, he was he was okay in the first half in terms of his shot making. Uh, ended up shooting a few more and missed a lot towards the end. But um, I, I just this had all the makings of like this is going to be the Thunder's first blowout loss of the season. There's yeah, second night of a back to back. Had to play a little bit longer than they anticipated against Golden State. Maybe. Uh, maybe we're a little tired, uh, but the Thunder actually controlled the first quarter. Yeah. They uh, went into the locker room with a halftime lead, and then the third quarter happened, Madison. Again. Yeah, they third quartered themselves. I hate the third quarter. It's becoming something that I think Thunder fans are dreading just because it's it's been consistent. And I think it was a little bit consistent last season, too, which is funny because it's a whole new roster and they're still having these issues. So I don't know if it's just like a, like a carryover type thing, but... Yeah, third quarter woes definitely played a role in this game tonight. Again, kind of what Brady was saying, I was really impressed with the way that they did handle the first quarter because they weren't shooting well to start the game. It started off very slow. Gallinari started 0 of 8. It just did not look good. This team looked like they could not find their shot. Obviously, they were they were defending pretty well because I, I don't really think the Bucks found their shot either, so it was a little bit of a low-scoring uh, game to start off, and at the end of the first quarter, it was 24-21. The Thunder definitely had the control that they were looking for. I thought that really carried over well into the second quarter because they were able to go to the locker room with the lead, too. And so I think it was like 56-50 to 50 at halftime. And so it wasn't necessarily a comfortable lead like they saw against Golden State the night before, but it was still a lead over um, a really good team with a lot of really good talent and a team that has the reigning MVP from last year. So I thought they did really well handling that. It's just a matter of when is this team going to be able to take what they do in the first half and carry it over to the second because it's just now it's starting to become 
just a recurring thing for them. And they are starting to really talk about it in the locker room. It's becoming a question that is incessantly asked to them. And it's just, you know, what is going wrong in the third quarter for you guys? Why does this keep happening? Um, I even asked Shades tonight, you know, how do you guys prevent the frustrations from flaring out there? And how do you guys communicate with each other to make sure that you don't get too wrapped up in the bad that's happening and channel it into the good? And he basically said, you know, it's all about communication. You just have to keep encouraging the guys. They have no idea because I think I forgot who it was. I want to say it was Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma. And she asked, like, why does this keep happening? She asked Chris Paul this. And Chris honestly said, I don't know. Like, I do not know. I don't have an answer for this. Well, Chris should know. Well, yeah, he should know. But he's just like, man, I don't know. Like, this is something that they're really going to have to work on. They're going to have to channel it. And they're going to have to zone in on it because this is it's becoming a problem. And it's almost laughable because they're just it, it keeps happening. So why does it keep happening? That's going to be the looming question for them, Brady. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, t- I asked Billy about it in the post game about the third quarter, and he was of the opinion that this third quarter was not like the third quarter of the, fall- the uh, previous evening against Golden State, where um, the energy <clears throat> and the effort from Oklahoma City coming out of the locker room was just completely lacking. He thought mm-hmm. the effort and the energy was fine in this third quarter. It, it was just kind of a matter of uh, uh, Giannis got hot, a third, and the Thunder, had, the Thunder had a few empty possessions as he... Um, as he described it. Now, I get that. And maybe maybe their focus was a little bit better, more clear going into the third. But at the end of the day, they gave up 37 points. They almost gave up 40 points again. They had they gave up 41 against Golden State. Like it's a problem. No matter mm-hmm. what, like the defense falls off the face of the earth in the third quarter. Yeah. Um <clears throat> the offense can be average all at once, but the defense is really lit. when the Thunder win games is because their defense plays well. Mm-hmm. This is a very it's a very good defensive team. It has a lot of athleticism, has a lot of length, a lot of matchup problems that they can exploit. Um, there's something. There's just something about it. Um, I don't know how much we're supposed to be expecting out of this team because, like I said, I, I went into this game thinking the Thunder were going to get destroyed. Yeah. And they not only led at halftime, they not only um, didn't allow themselves to get blown out when the third quarter happened, they were down eight. They were down eight points with a minute left, or two minutes left, and scored all those points and tied yeah. it on a Danilo Gallinari three. Um, you know, after about two or three thousand OKC fans just said, "Screw it, I'm gone," or leaving the <laughs> arena. Like this team is just so. It's a different type of like roller coaster than what we saw with uh, like Russell Westbrook teams, where they would go out against a team that they should beat handily. Play like crap the entire first half, maybe even the third quarter, and then that's when Russell and Paul would just scrap away and everybody would like contribute and they would scratch and claw and get back into a game, make it a possession or two, either win it or lose a close game that they were otherwise dominated in. Like this yeah. isn't that same example, but there is something there's something about these third quarters that the defense just goes out the window and like the rotations are fine. Um everything is appears to be fine it's just you've got a bunch of young guys mm-hmm. got a bunch of young guys who are still trying to figure things out and we'll get to this later madison but even something like shay yeah um he's still trying to figure a lot of things out and included in that is when your opponent adjusts you have to as well adjust you have to stay aggressive you need to be aggressive on top of how you've already been aggressive throughout the entire game because if you're just going to be stagnant 
and play the same way over and over again throughout the entire game, then when someone adjusts to you, you'll have nothing to say. And that's what it to me, that's what it looks like in these third quarters. Yeah, it really is looking like that. And even Chris Paul tonight in his postgame presser, he was saying that he felt good about the offense of this team. He felt really good about how these guys are playing, how they're shooting, getting the shots that they want, how they're staying confident in their shot. And that's been kind of the theme of this team that he's been preaching, but also Billy Donovan has been preaching, is just keep taking your shot. So it wasn't the offense at all that was kind of a head-scratcher tonight. It was definitely the defense. And Chris just straight up said, you know, I I was proud of this offense tonight, but, man, this defense needs some help. And they're going to have to be able to keep – Uh, the same energy on defense all throughout the game instead of just getting real hot at one point, getting real low at another, and then kind of making it like a roller coaster for them. It has to just stay very consistent. That's what they're not able to do right now. But, I mean, overall, really good uh, offense tonight. Gallinari finished with 14. Nerlens Noel had 14. Shea with 22. Chris Paul, 17. Mike Muscala with 12. Dennis Schroeder with 25. Hami with 10. That's a lot of good scoring from Thunder yeah, players a, right there. A, That's awesome. It's basically the same box score as the Golden State game where everybody just kind of scored and nobody really took over. And even like Gallinari, who, what did he miss, his first eight shots? He missed his first eight, yeah. Yeah, he missed his first eight shots. And a lot of that was probably because he had to defend Giannis Antetokounmpo on the other end. That's going to take a lot out of you. And, you know, Gallo actually did kind of a nice job getting um, Giannis out of, his, um, out of rhythm, kept him from getting comfortable early on. Uh, so much so that he played probably played into the um, the reason why Giannis walking into the locker room decided to just kick a defenseless Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder sign. That poor sign. Maybe Giannis is like all about the rebuild too, because like the whole thing about the Thunder that we've said a zillion times, they're not technically rebuilding right now. They're still tearing the house down. So maybe Giannis yeah. was trying to speed that process up He's by tearing helping. the house down. He's like, here you go, Sam Presti. Boom. No logo for you. That's what I think of your we material your items. Yeah, I am Giannis. I wonder if he's going to get billed for that. Probably no. Not. He apparently in the locker room, our our very own Derek Parker was in the um, uh, locker room for Milwaukee, and he said that he would uh, pay the Thunder back for it. Oh my god, <laughs> did he really? Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> what guy. A guy. Such a nice guy. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember all those videos last year for his MVP campaign where he was like taking flowers from children and, and Jerry Ramsey. Out Jerry and... Ramsey called bullshit on it. Yeah, I thought it was nice. Well, because Jerry is a uh, he's a monster. Yeah, he's like, oh, people are doing nice he's things. He's a soulless monster. I hate when people help children. I don't like children. children That's a quote from Jerry Ramsey. Coats. <laughs> and doesn't Jerry have like 27 kids? He has like, yeah. We are all Jerry's children. We are all, ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it was it was really interesting just because Giannis is a freak of nature. I think, what did he finish with? Like 35 tonight? Yeah, he finished with 35, had 16 rebounds. Like the guy's a freak. He was 13 of 19 from the floor. He, the Greek freak, exactly. It's just they allow players from different teams that come in to get hot at certain points. And I don't really want to say this falls into Giannis's category because I think he just stays hot the entire game unless he, like, you know, airballs a free throw here and there. But is that happens. A, is he a man in the street but a freak on the court? <laughs> man is, in the street but a freak in the court. Freak on the, the wood. On the wood. <laughs> <laughs> Madison giggled. This is... Uh, now, yeah, it's here, just took a turn. I, I looked at it 30 minutes ago, so I'm not going to pull it up again because my phone is being silly. But um, the net rating uh, breakdown by quarter for the Thunder, I believe they are like a a plus nine in the first quarter. They're a plus 15, almost a plus 16 in the second quarter. Mm. 
And then that just sky falls in the third. There are minus nine and then a minus two, minus three in the fourth. And if you look at it from that perspective, that would make sense when you look at the roster and you have an understanding of what this roster is. It's just kind of a patchwork of a bunch of vets, a bunch of young guys, a bunch of fringe guys. Um, That type of performance is going to happen. But, you know, I'm going to give props to Royce Young because he said it you know, better than I could have said it on Twitter following the uh, loss tonight. Um, he just kind of described all the things that we talk about, about the Thunder. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. scrappy. They fight hard. They uh, never really get blown out. They always put themselves in positions to win. And Royce was like, do you know what that looks like to me? looks like a well-coached team. Hey. And I know, I know Thunder fans have had their opinions about Billy Donovan. And I know the Thunder, what, four and six right now. And I don't think anyone's really picking them to win a lot of games. Um, but I would just say, don't judge Billy Donovan this season on the win-loss total. Mm-hmm. But really look at look at it intricately. Like, are they going, like, you know, 10 games from now, are they still making the same mistakes in the third quarter? If so, that's when we can start questioning Billy Donovan. But thus far, I really like what I've seen out of him in terms of uh, picking his rotations, uh, going sticking with certain guys, sticking with certain lineups. Um, I, I feel like that we're finally seeing Billy Donovan coach. I don't even want to say well, because I, th- I thought he's been an, a, a fairly good coach his yeah. entire career with the Thunder, but I feel like we're finally seeing like what he's capable of. And he's getting a team that, you know, some guys may, m- might not have wanted to be here in the first place, you know, when they were originally traded here. Yeah. And there are a bunch of other guys that are, this is their first foray into the NBA. He's getting all these guys to buy in. The next phase is just getting them to buy in in the second half yeah. so that their leads going into the locker room balloon to larger leads and then they can win some of the, uh, more of these games. Yeah, no, I completely agree just because I do think Billy's doing a good job. Um, that's why all these games so far this season have been so close. They, I mean, like Brady said, they haven't been blown out yet. It hasn't just been uh, a complete and total disaster yet. Um, <laughs> I don't know when that's going to happen, but You know, I don't really see it happening because they're so competitive, these guys are. I really do think this is a very competitive team. And this is no knock on last year's team. And I think I've said that on this podcast like a million times because I promise I'm not trying to knock on like last year's team or anything. But I feel like, you know, frustrations on this team don't flare as much. So they're really able to keep their head on their shoulders and they're able to push forward out of little uh, periods of droughts in offense. And they're able to like pick back up where they kind of, lagged on defense a little bit I think they're able to just really get it together when they need to if they let it slip a little bit they're able to pull it back out and I think that's really that's really telling for this team and so they're competitive they have a lot of fight in them uh this isn't just like me and Brady saying this this is what the guys say in their postgame pressers they're always talking about you know we we're gonna fight till the end and I think last year Sometimes the team would say that, but they wouldn't be able to go out and prove that on the court. This year, I think it's a little bit different because they have done that. And Brady has said this already, but I completely agree. I really thought this was going to go very south for Oklahoma City tonight just because Milwaukee's pretty stacked. They have a lot of good talent. Obviously, they have Giannis on there, and that kind of makes every team cringe a little bit. But they really held their own. I mean, Chris Paul hit that three right at the buzzer. Obviously, it wasn't enough. It just pulled them within one shot of winning that game. So, honestly, my hats are off to the Thunder. I thought they fought really hard, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, moral victory, that's great. But at the same time, I kind of think that 
counts for something because they are doing such a good job just going out there. They're competing. They're being, uh, I say consistent a little bit loosely, but they're They're doing, actually very consistent. Well, you know, consistent they, doing they, some they, things they shouldn't do. They play well and they suck in the third <laughs> and, they and then they the play well. Quarter. That yeah. is pretty consistent. No, yeah. you're very right about that. But I, I don't know. I think they're pulling together when they need to pull together. I think it's going to turn around for them a little bit. I think they know what they need to clean up because it's become very obvious now that the third quarter is giving everybody nightmares who watches this team and covers them. But I don't know. I, I'm a little optimistic about them. And we'll see what they can pull out of this, especially when they go to Indiana and uh, face DeMontis Sabonis. The Saboner. Oh, I was really hoping <laughs> you weren't going to say that. <laughs> Is, Cover your ears, children. Do those T-shirts exist? Like, I've got a Saboner. Like, that has to... There, There's, like, a T-shirt site. You should just make one yeah. and then wear it, and then it will catch on, and then you could probably make money off of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get Jerry to wear it because you know he would. Or I can Zuckerberg you and steal your idea, and then I could do it. I don't then... want to be those twins because they always gave me, like, a weird incest vibe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... I'm, uh, ugh. Ugh. Gross. That's grody. We didn't create Facebook, but we created the Saboner t-shirt, so yeah. that's just as good. Indeed. Um, Indeed. We got to talk about the final sequence um, that put the Thunder in a position to potentially tie the game. Do it. So, I believe Dennis Schroeder scores, get the Thunder down by three, about 22 seconds, 25 seconds left in the game, and then I believe Eric Bledsoe was trying to... Um, because uh, because on the previous possession, Milwaukee possession, Eric Bledsoe tried to run the length of the floor and he lost the ball out of bounds, mm-hmm. which gave the Thunder the ball back. And then Dennis Schroeder hit a layup. Um, now Eric Bledsoe tried to go back out of bounds to uh, pass the ball in himself. Then Giannis like went up to him and basically said, "No, I'm going to do it." And then I don't know if Giannis thought that the ball was in play because he just stood there and like stared off into one direction and then the official had counted to 5 and said 5 second delay yeah. thunder basketball and i just that's when i turned around and looked at you in the tunnel and just said hey Giannis effed up <laughs> <laughs> i i was so shocked as to what happened i was like oh my god Giannis just had a potentially fatal mistake for this game and then the thunder passed the ball in they eventually get it to Danilo Gallinari who maybe had a shot in the corner but he wisely didn't want to take it because Giannis closed in on him really, really quickly, yeah. and Giannis is very tall. So, is he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's um, a big man. So Gallo went ISO, and Giannis just, like, bodied the guy. Gallo just, boom, you know, got pushed to the top of the key. He was all wobbly, and he was like, all right, I'm, I'm open now, so I might as well take it. Took it and hit it, and I I was just, I couldn't believe the Thunder came back. Yeah. Um, but this is going to probably be something that we see a lot this season where the Thunder do put themselves in a position to win or to tie, and then mm-hmm. they actually make it happen. Um, it's, an exi- it's an exciting team to watch, exciting team to watch grow. Um, other than the third quarter, Madison, the last thing I, I wanted us to talk about, Shea Gildas-Alexander. By the 25-35 game mark, I want to see Shea be more aggressive and have more of a I'm going to take us home. Yeah. Because he has the ability. He's that type of player. He's going to be that type of player moving forward. I want to see more aggression out of him because one of the reasons why the Thunder have lost some of these games where the opponent's best player basically took them home mm-hmm. is because the Thunder don't have that guy yet. I think it's Shea. Um, Jerry Ramsey disagrees. <laughs> but I, I at least want to try and see. Like I don't, I don't care if he tries it and fails in that particular game, like he just misses shots and the Thunder end up losing, I want to see it. 
And yeah. we haven't really seen it just yet, especially we haven't seen it consistently. That's what I'm looking forward to in the next two to three weeks. No, I agree because, I mean, I think he's the perfect guy to do that just because of how athletic he is. I feel like when he does find success on the offensive end, he's very lethal with it because he knows what he's doing. Uh, he's able to get through guys. He's really able to spread the floor. I like Shea a lot. And so I think now is the time for him to start really kicking it into gear when it comes to times like this. Because I agree. I think the Thunder are going to find themselves in these situations a lot this season because they're a good team that knows how to shoot the ball. Honestly, I think they're shooting the ball a lot better than they did last season with all these different guys on the team. And um, I think they're going to be put into a lot of crunch time situations if they keep playing the way that they are playing and if they're able to put a lot of pressure on good teams like Milwaukee. And so I I would love to see Shea step up and do something just absolutely phenomenal. And like Brady said, if it fails, it fails. But at least someone's taking the risk and someone's really taking the initiative to be the guy who tries to save the game or just to do something that is going to put the Thunder in a better situation than just coming up short again. Like, oh, while we fought, yeah. we tried. Like, no, people don't want that. They want to win. <laughs> so someone needs to step up. I say Shea. Mm. Yeah. Um, one thing that is improving, though, uh, the other night against Golden State, the Thunder had a season-high 30 assists. Tonight, they had 31. The ball Tuesday, movement. 32. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the ball movement is it, it's becoming a thing. Like, this yeah. team is is playing the right way, as Billy Donovan has described, Daniel Gallinari has described, Chris Paul. Um, they're, they're playing like it. Now, a lot of that ha- happens because the ball goes through the hoop. You know, that's why, there's, that that's why there's a potential assist uh, category. To make up to make up for that, um, but I like what I see. It's an entertaining team. If you want them to tank, they're going to lose. So you're happy. If you want them to be competitive and probably and possibly win a game, you have to be happy. So yeah. overall, like this this team is right down the friggin' middle. Like everybody's happy with it. Uh, everything's going according to plan. If you're the Thunder, it is. Yeah. So we'll see if they can carry this over into Tuesday's game, well, where they're going to be in Indiana against the Pacers. It will be the first time they face the Pacers this season, so that'll be interesting going up against some pretty good guys going up against former Thunder DeMontis Sabonis, who has been killing it in Indiana. Good for him. I still like to credit the fact that he learned everything he knows from here. That oh, might yeah. be false, though. Um, Russell's not here to call him um, Domos again. Domos. Domino's. Domino's. So, oh, that's pizza sounds so good. Yeah, no, pizza sounds good. No, Brady, we cannot have pizza. <laughs> it's late. Uh, it's actually not that late because thank goodness for six o'clock tips. Shout oh, out. Oh yeah, it, it's ten. It's only. Oh 10, my god! Like I thought it was like midnight thirty. Honestly, my body feels like midnight thirty, so I'm ready to call it quits. But but my body, my exactly. body is telling me to go to bed. Yep. Thank you, R. Kelly. But anyway, that's oh, going to no. do it for us. And on that I'm, note, I'm we're hot and fresh out, out the kitchen right now. Oh, God. But yeah, that's going to do us or do it for us here on the OKC82 podcast on this lovely Sunday. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we are actually going to be on the post game show on Tuesday. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be Brady and myself on 1077 The Franchise, okay. 1079 in Tulsa, following the Indiana game. And that will double as our OKC82 podcast. So if you don't get to catch the show, you're in luck because we are going to record it and post it for all of your listening values. So it'll be so It's going to be pure, pure sex. Just <laughs> oh, on, like no. out of the radio. It's going to be so, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, it, you're going to need a smoke afterwards. We're going to do such a good job. Yeah, we are. Prepare yourself. Prepare. But until Light the then. candles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But until then, 
Uh, I don't. The Thunder are not practicing tomorrow, so we won't have anything to put out for Monday. Uh, we're still working on some stuff. That'll be fun. But I guess we will just talk to you guys on Tuesday when we do the post-game show. The Thunder do take the loss uh, to the Milwaukee Bucks at 121 to 119. They now move to four and three on their home court. It'll be fun to see them go on the road, and then they don't come back until Friday where they face Joel Embiid, which is my favorite NBA player, by the way. Mm. I'm really excited. Mm. I'm really excited. Mike Muscala versus Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, who you got? Uh, Joel Embiid, though. Really? Big fan. What if Joel gets uh, suspended for this game? I would be so sad. Or what, if he, what if he gets load managed? No. Because... That would happen. Uh, I will throw an actual fit. Brett Brown, you monster! I will go straight up to him and be like, don't. But let's just pray that this doesn't happen so we can all be happy. Maybe he'll pick a fight. I like a good sports fight. With Chris Paul. With Chris Paul. But until then, we'll we'll see ya. And thanks for listening. Have a good night. Goodbye.